Welcome to the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast, where it's all about how to use creative thinking in your business for a standout brand with your host, Joe Gifford. Hi guys, it's Joe Gifford here. This is episode 16 of the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast. And in this episode, I had the absolute honor of interviewing Lindsay Marino, who is a business intuitive and psychic, and who is just one of the loveliest souls I've ever had the pleasure to chat to. We go through a load of stuff in this chat, which I know you guys will find really interesting. And First of all, so many of you gave such glowing feedback for episode 15, which was the episode with Seema and Peter and how they talked about flow and how we bounced around with how that affects creative thinking and productivity. And this episode very much builds on episode 15 because we're talking about flow and intuition and creativity. It's quite woo, guys. It's quite out there. So if you're not as out there as some other people that you might know in your life, I would still urge you to give this a go because essentially, you know, finding your flow allows you to have those creative moments, which is also when intuition can strike, which gives you that extra edge in your business in a way that is non-scientific, but certainly has a strong part to play in running a business in a way that feels good to you. This episode has laughter, it has tears. I think I managed to cry on every on every interview that I did that day because I actually did three interviews that day, one with Lindsay and two others, which will be the next two episodes, which follow off this one. And just talking with amazing people can have that effect on you sometimes. So I would certainly urge you guys to tune into this, to say hi to Lindsay and also to feedback to me on Facebook or on Instagram or via email on joe at joegifford.co, you know, how you found this episode, what takeaways you had and how it helps you to blow up the blueprint. So thank you so much for being here. As always, if you found this episode useful, please share it with someone else. Please spread the word of the Blow Up Blueprint podcast and movement. We are here to do things in a way that colors outside the lines and that brings creativity into the way we live and do business. So on with the show. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast. I'm delighted to have my gorgeous guest today. Good morning, Lindsay Marino. Good morning. I'm saying good morning because for you, it's epically early. (laughs) Yes, it's seven. I haven't got up like this since I was a teacher, but it's a good thing to do. But the fact that you showed up to talk to us at 7am, have you had your coffees yet? Have you had any? No, I haven't actually, but I love being with you and your energy is amazing. It, it wakes me up, which is good. Oh, well, that means the world. So Lindsay, tell my gorgeous peeps all about who you are and what you do. Okay, so I am an intuitive, some may say psychic, same thing to me, medium, and someone that is very, very open to the other side. I teach people how to tap into their intuition for their life, for their business. And I also teach people how to connect with those that have passed. Amazing. Now, you know, I am wide open to this stuff. And I think that most of my audience is. 
So delve into a little bit more, if you can, just about yes. how that works. So in life and business, we want to tap into intuition. And I'm going to come on to with you soon how that relates with our creative thinking. But, you know, how does that work? What does that look like? Okay. So for me, when I'm using my intuition, it's a flow, really. Because if you're using your creativity, whether you're coloring at a picture, you're painting, you're dancing, which is something that I don't do well. <laughs> I don't do it well either, but I still do it. Yes. So if you do those types of things, you are using a certain part of your brain where you're almost like in a daydream-like state. So you're not really thinking about what you're doing. You're enjoying what you're doing. You're in the flow. And that's when ideas start to pop in without you trying to control them. And when we use our intuition, that's exactly what's happening. So a lot of the time I tell my clients, whether they're business clients or they're more of a mediumship client where I'm teaching them how to tap into those that have passed, I say to allow yourself to go there in a daydream-like state. It's almost like you're on autopilot. So <laughs> you know you have a really good example of this actually and because yes. um, obviously what I teach as well is about creating that space in your day as a regular habit and I want to come back yes. to that with you in a moment but I was doing a really boring task last night I was doing the washing up and in that zone of kind of putting all, all dishes away and a blog post arrives in my head fully formed yes. and we know that that's creative thinking that's that has allowed you know my brain had was allowed the space for that brilliance and uh, it was in the most mundane of tasks. You know, I wish that I could say, oh, it was when I was on the beach with my <laughs> cocktail. But I was putting the dishes away. And that is exactly the state, isn't it? You know, I yes. knew that I had to turn off the podcast and radio and the music. I knew that my brain needed some space in that moment after quite a busy day. And then it said, thank you for giving me the space, Joe. Here's something that you might find fun. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you brought that story up because that's normally when it happens to me. I'll be blow drying my hair or brushing my teeth, washing the dishes, and I'm not even trying to think about anything. And that's the thing. When we don't try to get the information, that's when it floats in. It is just like a floating thought. Yes. Okay. So I believe, which I know that you probably do as well, I'm sure, that you know, often those ideas are messages. They are yes. intuitive hits. What about people who are hardliners, who are like, what's that got to do with business? Why would I want to use intuition in my business, Lindsay? Yes. So I have people, whether they're coming to book a reading with me, there's people that have very successful businesses that want that extra confirmation. And they have very successful ones where you know they're making million dollars, but there's a project that they have that they're trying to get information about. So they'll call me and I always say, don't tell me any information. When they call me, I, I start getting information that comes through. And what they say is, I knew this all along. This is confirmation for me. And I had an intuitive nudge, but I was afraid to trust it or... I wasn't quite sure. I didn't want to make the wrong decision. And what it comes back to is that feeling in your heart when you are doing business things. The majority of the time, if you've had success in your business, it is intuition. It's all intuition, the way that it comes in. So I would say that it really literally will change your business in a matter of moments once you're aware that you're using your intuition, because you're going to start to recognize it's not as hard as you think. Business isn't as hard as you think when you do pay attention to those intuitive nudges, because really we're being guided, whether we can see it or not, for the higher consciousness of the world. Mm. So 
for us humans, you know, having the egos that we, it's part of our human life. We want to do business well. We want to help people. We want to get money at the same time. And when we tap into that other energy that's around us, it becomes so powerful, but effortless. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I guess, you know, some people might recognize that feeling as a gut feeling. If you're not calling it intuition, you might call it as a gut feeling. I know I need to try this. Or perhaps they're being inspired to change a career or to try a new product. And in fact, I've just been reading the book Hunch. I've forgotten the author off the top of my head, but I'm going to have to pop it in the show notes. And uh, it's all about using intuition in business. And it reminds us that we can predict, we can use forecasting, trends forecasting, market research research all yes. the data but you can't predict things like yoga wear taking off as a massive trend that we're going to be wearing at home or that you know fidget spinners are going to be absolutely huge there's random things that happen that are creative that appear seemingly out of nowhere that with all the hard data of business in the world humans still follow our guts and you know do you think we do that enough currently in business it's interesting because I've noticed the people that I've been working with, they kind of appear, you know, when you start attracting the people that are supposed to be around you because you're putting out that energy. I've now noticed there's a lot of people doing it, but they don't fully trust. It's like they're halfway there. So that's why I love teaching people about this sort oh, of thing. Because you know, that's been happening to me so much, so much in the last couple of weeks. My business has been on such a big growth curve because mm-hmm. of an intuitive hit that I knew I had to follow a slightly, not a different direction, but open up a new door. And it yes. has been exploding, but with ease. And because I'm, I've been enjoying it, I'm in a state of flow and fun while serving my clients and they're getting great results. I'm loving it. And then every time I even have a thought of like, oh, do you know what? I could really use some help around this area. That person will literally arrive in my diary somehow and I'll end up on a call with them and I'll think, oh, there you are. Brilliant. Isn't that amazing? And when you put out that intention, the energy of it and that focus, because you're making time to do it, that's when it just appears. The making time, right? This is the thing. So what I talk about, I have a framework process called the Brilliance Ignition Process, which is based around content creation in that we input something new every day, we make some space in our day and we output something. So it's a practice of inputting and outputting. Content is too harsh a word for it because really we're allowing that dissemination of information to flow. And it's a practice because then you are, I want to say forced, but again, that sounds too hard. You, You are allowing yourself that space to switch off, to try something new, to input and output. There's like four parts to it. And people resist having space they resist doing something new they resist putting thoughts down so I think there's a few factors going on here we feel so super busy I'm only validated if I'm really busy because I've got all the things going on I can't possibly take an hour to turn everything off there's a validation about you know business there's a resistance to think I think as well because you can just you can google anything you can ask Siri you don't have to check Mm -hmm. what the weather is outside you can just literally ask a thing in your pocket that will tell you so what common resistance factors do you see yes so that's such a good point I do feel as though people are afraid to be alone with their own thoughts like Mm -hmm. you're mentioning taking time and I think when we are in that space when we are afraid to be alone with our own thoughts, that's when, and I don't even like wording it like this, but that's kind of when the problems arise where we make more work for ourselves. So there is a resistance around being alone with ourselves, 
feeling our own feelings, trusting us 100%, feeling like we have to figure it out when really it's just setting that intention of saying, you know, this is what I want. I always suggest writing things down because the energy of words, there's a vibration, whether you speak it or you write it, and it does bring things into existence, whether it sounds woo-woo or not. It's just an energy thing that just happens. Even if you're freaked out by the woo-woo sounding nature of yes. that, you could think of it as merely focusing your thoughts, as you know, focusing your attention in a way that is keeping something to the top of your mind, or you could even reframe it as a psychology of positive affirmations and talking to yourself to change your brainwaves. All of them, I think, are the same thing. Yes, exactly it is. It's just a different way of wording and it's all the same. So I think that resistance of being alone and trusting yourself, you can easily do it. Just having this conversation right now with you, anyone listening to us communicating is now going to become aware and it's going to be in their subconscious mind, whether they want to believe it or not, or maybe it's crossed their mind before. And this is just confirmation and this is a sign for them. You know what? I do need to stop a little bit more. You know, when I need information about my business, I always make it a point to go out in nature because nature is the highest vibration. It's our natural state because we're made up of a certain vibration, but to get in that frequency, and I call it, you know, the love frequency, the love energy, we do need to bring ourselves outside of our places. So whether we live in a house, a condo, apartment, whatever it may be, um, do you call it a flat? We call it a flat. Yes. So you have to kind of leave your space to go outside. That's when stuff is going to open up. But I would suggest not to go on your phone when you're outside. And I know it's tempting, but you're not going to get that intuitive information if you're sitting and scrolling through Facebook as you're outside taking your nice walk in nature. And don't then kind of Instagram story yourself being outside yes. unplugged. It just is. Yes. And I do that too. I, I totally do the Instagram. I was thinking of myself as I was saying that. And I had to, there's been moments where I'll keep my phone in the house. So I'm not tempted to go on or I'll do a quick story at the very beginning of my walk. And then I'll enjoy my walk and relax and allow my thoughts to wander. That's so important. And and in fact, last week I had a particularly, not crazy day, but it was a really quite a full on lots of things happening day. And I made sure that I drove to my local sort of country park and it was just a glorious day. And I made sure that I was walking past the big trees and breathing in the air, noticing what the air felt like, like noticing all the things, even if it's for 20 minutes, just like why I'm present. This And the happiness I felt of just being connected to all this beautiful nature, especially when it's autumn or, or fall, you know, as you guys call it, be outside like sort of crunching some leaves and I got back in my car you know sort of pumped up some tunes sang all the way home you know kept the vibration feeling amazing yes. and it just takes a step out of these square boxes doesn't it for a little while we're not designed to be behind them all the time are we yes that's so true I love that and that's- when you mentioned this when you're taking in the moment with breathing in the air and those senses that gets you there faster so into that vibration it's like really powerful to and if, do those if things. if people really knew that and really believed that, that if you take this 10, 15 minutes and, and get outside, your business will happen for you faster. Everyone will be outside yes. all the time. The hustle is not here, is it? It's exactly. 
Yes. I know when everyone says, okay, let's hustle and let's, you know, do all these things and spend all these hours working, it's actually less beneficial to hustle. And I know there's times, you know, when you're launching a program, then you do need to spend a little bit more time doing certain things, but you do have to have that space. I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Shift by Wayne Dyer or seen the movie. I love that. And for me, I completely believe in the philosophy of us, you know, being born. We don't have to tell our heart to beat. We don't need to tell ourselves to breathe. And it happens. It happens effortlessly for us. And he talks about being a leaf in a river. And if you try to swim upstream, it's that resistance. It's harder to do any of that. But when you float on your back, it just flows perfectly and effortlessly. And I think it's so beautiful and telling that those moments, if you think back in your business, when the moments actually worked well and you use less energy, it was when you weren't, and I'm putting in quotes, trying so hard. It was more doing what you love and being on that frequency when things started to appear. And you know, I make a point, Lindsay, of making sure that I have time in my week, even if it's not every day, to get my paints out or to play my violin or to really get my dance groove on to like stuff that puts me in that flow. It might be cooking a meal with like some chilled music or whatever. All these things I know that are in my toolkit that allow me to reach that state. A, I love it and time passes in a beautiful way. B, I know I'm going to be able to serve my clients and serve my family much better if I'm that Joe as opposed to the head down, hustled, kind of over-caffeinated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a gift not only to our clients, but to ourselves, isn't it? Yes. So it what is the cost is. of not listening to your intuition in business? How oh, does gosh. that look? That's such a good question. I would say the cost of that would be, when I think of it, not using my intuition, I don't even know what my business would look like. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I would still be teaching third grade if I was not using my intuition. At now, I want to follow that one then. So how yes. did you go from teaching to this amazing business? Okay. So I always thought that I was going to retire as a teacher. I'm from Boston. I moved to Tampa, Florida in the US. And I came down to go to college at the University of Tampa, was excited about teaching in an inner city school with kids that didn't have much at home. And I felt very drawn to it. I absolutely loved it. My second day of teaching, something shifted in my life that changed my whole entire future. And that was Nick passing away, who is someone I had planned on marrying. He was in a motorcycle accident. After that, everything shifted. And I saw him at the foot of my bed. I started to get signs and messages from him. And I was guided to learn how to communicate with him. I wanted to communicate with him. So I read every book possible. Really, I was always into the energy before I was into the book, The Secret. So was Nick, you know, and it's all about the law of attraction. But at first I'm Catholic. So I thought, oh gosh, (laughs) I can't be doing this. But after he passed, I knew that I needed that healing and confirmation. And I started to get so many signs and messages from him and I had to follow it. And from there, I started to say a prayer and an an intention that I would help other people get that confirmation that their loved ones were around. That's when I started to get messages 
from other people. And then business owners started to call me and get intuitive readings. And everything started to just flow. And I had no option. It was my intuition working and telling me I had to help more people. I couldn't be locked into an eight-hour job, even though I love teaching. But my physical body started to change where I would get tired and get headaches because I was had one foot in teaching in the school system and the other foot, I was a psychic medium and doing a radio show all about spirituality. And I thought <laughs> if the school or the parents find out Miss Marino is a psychic medium, oh, what imagine? is that going to look like? So I thought, you know what, I got to follow that intuitive nudge. So that physical disconnect was actually manifesting as discomfort. Yes. Okay, Definitely. I, I mean, you know, don't love the fact that you had it. <laughs> and I know in my life, you know, so my backstory, which most of you know, people who have been listening to me or, or know me for a while know that I had, I say had endometriosis, chronic fatigue and yeah. fibromyalgia, which tend to come and go in my life. So I don't view myself as someone who's unwell. I view myself as someone who has an amazing alarm system in place. So when any one of those starts to play up, I'm like, right, okay, what's going on? What do I need to adjust? And yes. I don't think I would have been on such a path. Well, I know that I wouldn't have been on such a path of self-development, of self-discovery, of spiritual, personal, business growth, had I not had those things there to drive me. And your incredible loss, and I'm so sorry, how long ago was that? This was in 2007, actually. So it's quite a while, but um, so is he still with you? Yes, it's interesting. He brought my husband and I together. I had never met my husband and they were childhood friends since they were two and we got brought together by Nick. So it's kind of interesting and I do still feel him with me. It's interesting because with that type of loss, even though it could be 10 years, sometimes it feels like it was yesterday and other times it feels like it was 30 years. So I'm grateful for him and his guidance, but I never thought my life would shift like that. I thought my life was over at that point. But when you brought up the fact that you going through different things kind of brought you to where you are now, I fully believe that everything that happens in our life and our business is a little gift. And we just need to follow those seeds that we see and Mm -hmm. follow those nudges and trust it. And usually our physical body is showing up last where our soul is being nudged the whole time, but the physical body takes some time to catch up with. So for me, it was happening like, I want to say probably six months after was when I started to notice the physical things that were happening in my body. You had a six month lag kind of thing. (laughs) Yes. That's really interesting. I know. That's so interesting. I think that, yeah, I'm probably on like a similar kind of probably like a three to six month lag I would say I feel right now as we're talking this is November 2017 I feel pretty much in tune I feel like if something comes up I can generally go I've noticed you I've acknowledged you and I go to my toolkit of journaling of meditation of flow activities but as soon as I drop one of those toolkits you know which is entirely possible as a working mom of twins and you know life happens yes you know I notice it and I I notice it because it you know I feel just off or I notice that my self-talk is weird and I'm berating myself Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and I realize that oh I've let that slip but when you're in that 
zone and I was describing this to a friend the other day that when I feel really expansive and really excited and almost on the verge of tears from yes. it could go either way this could all crash and burn but I kind <laughs> of feel oh, this is awesome and I know I'm in the right spot like and not that you're ever in the wrong spot I don't think if you're feeling all the feels either because that's important too isn't it yes that's such a good point point. and that's funny that you say that because I was talking to a friend a couple of years about this I said I feel like I want to cry because I'm so excited <laughs> yes. and it takes me a little bit to cry anyways so for me to feel that way I feel like I know for sure okay this is it to be fair it doesn't take me much to cry I've almost cried twice just talking to you today so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's probably not a good problem to have when you can't cry as much, but um, it takes me a little bit to get to that point now. But this is the thing. When I was trying to choose for a retreat, I was trying to think so much about the perfect retreat house for my, my students. It made me crazy. I showered that night at you know, midnight. I hadn't showered all day because I was searching <laughs> for the days. perfect house. It was so draining and exhausting. I had something in my mind that I was going to do. And then I heard an intuitive voice it popped in, stop searching. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and it was almost like your own thought that pops in. It feels like that. Okay. So the intuitive voices do feel like your own thoughts, whether it's your higher self or you're getting messages from the other side. And I heard stop searching. And then I got a message that I was supposed to just have fun and go on Pinterest and get really clear on what it was that I wanted. So I thought, okay, let me start pinning on Pinterest. And I typed in beach houses. And all of a sudden, one of them came up that I was pinning on my vision board. And I happened to click on the photo that I was drawn to. And it led me to a blog site. And this blog site led me to a realtor's site. And the realtor's site ended up leading me to calling him on the phone and finding out if this was a vacation rental. And it was. Oh. And the crazy thing about the retreat house, the name of it was completely significant to my retreat. And it was oh. called Spirit Wind. It meant Spirit Wind. I know. Like if you see this house, you'll feel the energy from it. And everyone that saw the house was ready to cry. The whole experience was amazing in that house. We're going back in April too. But it led me to this house by listening to the intuitive nudges. And I don't know where we went with this conversation, how no, I got on that. No, we do. It was trusting. So you were hustling in a way. You were doing that. And we yes. all have those days where you realize it's like 5 p.m. You're still in your pajamas. Yes. You're feeling a bit minky because you haven't yeah. showered. You probably haven't eaten. And you're like, yeah. get this thing done. But what you did was you allowed that. You're like, no, hang on a minute. I'm listening to that intuitive hit that says stop searching, which can feel like the most counterproductive thing, though, can't it? Yes. So in fact, I yes. think on, on the last podcast with Seema and Peter, who are flow artists, and we spoke about this, I talked about one of the things I do, if, if I notice that I'm really struggling with getting something done, is I'll say to myself, fine, have the day off. Because if you have the day off in your head, then I undoubtedly get my best work done and I'll go yes. out on the bicycle and I'll kind of bump between some cafes, I'll take in the scenery. And you're, I think we talked about your 500% more productive if you're in a flow state anyway. So allowing yourself that time to 
step away from it all is scientifically proven now to be more productive anyway. Plus, you're allowing, whether we call them creative ideas or intuitive hits, we think they're the same, to come. Mm -hmm. Like, it's working smarter to the max though, isn't it? Yes, it seriously (laughs) is. And it's funny, I'll sometimes bring, the majority of the time, I'll bring my laptop outside of my condo because I want to get in a different environment and change up the energy. So I'll go to... My husband and I have things where we'll travel to different places and we'll go to coffee shops and sit in that energy of the coffee shop. So whether we work with our laptop or we just sit there and, you know, people watch or talk about life or business, whatever it is, we get out of our own environment and shift the energy. So from the creative thinking side of things, you know, I often tell people if you're stuck on your, or if you're going to have a business playground day, you're going to get creative and think about your business, change that environment. So go somewhere else. Because from a slightly woo-woo perspective, A, you're going to put yourself in the path of new people, new things, new experiences, but they would also trigger new ideas. And in fact, you know, yesterday I was down my usual co-working place where, you know, I try and switch up a little bit more, but there's, you know, sort of two new humans arrived. <laughs> And we had some beautiful conversations and it led to one lady kind of saying, you know, I've got a story to tell. Can I tell you? I was like, yes, please. I want to hear your story. It's a beautiful moment. And I knew I was meant to hear her story that day, that I was meant to enable her to tell her story. Had some beautiful conversations with people, which you don't get, especially if you're in a business and you're either managing a team or you're working on your own. You are in the same routine, the same box, but you change up the energy and you might feel you know for example sometimes if I'm writing some copy that I know I need to really connect with people I'll write it longhand in a notebook somewhere away from all of the screens because that allows that flow process as well doesn't it you can intuit you can download so you might want to get creative around your processes you might want to think about your environment you might want to think about just building in those moments I guess Lindsay to check yourself and go is this the best way I can be doing this like should I be hustling you know for this place for my retreat or should I just have a shower stick some tunes on get that intuitive hit and do it 500 times faster yes and I love how you mentioned the notebook thing about writing because actually that's how I get a lot of my content for my courses is I use automatic writing So I'm not sure if you've heard of that. You're probably doing it anyways. But, you know, shutting off the human side of yourself and allowing channeled information to come through and letting go and just being a vessel for the information that comes through your fingertips. I love that you said you're using that for your course content. And I often find that if I really, really connect and write something for people, whether it's an email or a Facebook post, those ones are the ones that get the shares, the retweets, the, oh my God, you've seen this, the, oh my goodness, it's you and your power, isn't it? Because you have taken that moment to just really connect with your energy and to what people need to hear right now. And like I say, you know, last night that blog post arrived in my head fully formed irritatingly at about 10 o'clock at night but <laughs> but I was like okay I've got to longhand this and I'll come back to it tomorrow so I know I've output it had a method of output but you are doing yourself and the people around you a disservice if you don't allow those things to come through aren't you yes totally yeah you know, people want to make an impact in their lives and in business but you do that by working less doing less yes 
Yes, which is amazing. It's such an amazing thing. And the the main thing that I will say, one thing that I've been thinking about while we were talking is I notice with business owners, myself and biz, other business owners, that the times that we do things to try to help other people when we don't want to do it and we're not excited about it, it slows down different parts of the business. So only do the things that actually really get you excited once I stopped doing that, it was powerful. It really is, isn't it? Once you set those boundaries and step into your own leadership of leading your life, leading your business and saying with power and intention, thank you, but no. Even if you said yes first and you yes. reflect and think, ah, as a notorious people pleaser since childhood, this has been a massive learning curve for me. It's been a, you know, a big thing around, right, okay, it's okay to reflect and to come back and say no with grace and gratitude and love. It empowers that person, it empowers you and things grow so much faster, don't they? Yes, and you make so much more room for amazing things to come in that you love when oh. you say no to the things that you're not really feeling. Which you can set all the goals in the world, can't you? But if you are not allowing space for those changes to happen, you know, you aren't going to reach them. And also, I think if you set a goal, you become attached to how that looks in your head, don't you? Yes, yes, that's true. But that's if, so you, true. if you set an intention, if you set a, hey, this would be awesome to happen, drop attachment to it, drop how you think it can plan out and let your intuitive process and creativity take over, you have a whole different game. Exactly. It's funny because I was interviewed for this yoga program and one of the girls in the group said, I've loved the talk about your intuition for business. And I was curious, what's the difference between a goal and an intention? And I described it exactly like you just mentioned. Okay, just, the feeling. The feeling, the focusing in on the energy and allowing it to just happen, just let go of it after you do it. And it's less pressure. It feels better than... Right, but all, all so the have been saying as well is like, it's actually easier than we make it out to be. Yes. We're allowed really to have is. more space. We're allowed to follow those creative choices and those intuitive choices. We're allowed to do less, but achieve and receive more. Yes. And it's funny because our society does make us get used to that nine to five job where we're so used to working eight hours a day before we've come into our own business. So I think when I first started, I thought that I had to accept all clients at, at the <laughs> times that they wanted and I started to realize, wait a second, this is my business. And I need to figure out what days do I actually want to work? What days do I want to take the clients? And that's when things started to shift. And that's when I just, I lived the life that I wanted instead of thinking about what other people wanted. And then they just appear at those times. Isn't that glorious? I've had a couple of moments recently in business where, you know, with my group program, Brand Your Brilliance, we mm -hmm. had an early morning call at eight o'clock, um, eight o'clock UK time. I was dressed in a tiara with glitter my face and you know mm -hmm. we were fully sort of you know embracing some great fun in the morning two clients were on a beach in Italy somebody was was in their bed like and we were like because we can because this yes. is fun because this excites us we're having a great brainstorm this is amazing and I know that my clients know me inside and out really for who I am and who I show up in the world and if that happens to be in a nest with my cat doing my live streaming that day cool because yes they with that message you know I don't have to be someone who is a completely different image to, you know we design it to reflect ourselves and how that works for all its awesomeness and you know not so glamorous parts <laughs> yes so true that's so true
I so Lindsay, it. I would love to have you back another time because I could just talk to you all day, frankly. Oh I, my gosh, I would love it too. Sorry. That's how I feel. I feel like it was, it flew by for me. I want to have you back. But where can we find you in the meantime? So where can my gorgeous peeps come and find you? Yes, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, and at lindsaymarino.com. lindsaymarino.com. So we're going to have all these links in the show notes anyway. So please go say hi to Lindsay. And we want to hear, guys, as well, what your takeaways were from this episode, from our chat. What inspired you? What questions did you have? And I'm going to be tagging Lindsay in the post as well when this goes live. Lindsay, thank you for sharing with us. It's been incredible. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. Come back. (laughs) Definitely. I will be back.